Hi, I'm Mike Warren and I am a professional celebrant. I also work for the International College of Professional Celebrants. And so do I. I'm Maxine and I'm a professional celebrant and Mike and I are trainers um, at the ICPC. Yeah. And what we're we here to talk about today, Mike? Well, it's not always easy, is it, being a celebrant? It's not. There's some very difficult things, some challenging things, and it's things that we need to think about. Mm. So what what it's why is it so hard sometimes being a celebrant? It is, and it's good to talk about it. And um I think even if you've got a lot of experience, there are difficulties, aren't there? And the times that you get stuck. And I think one of the most obvious things people talk about is the emotional yeah. side of it. And we get asked about that quite a lot. Um, and it can be really, really difficult, um, especially during funerals, which is the most um, obvious one. So um, have you been sort of caught out emotionally before? Yeah, I have. There's been times where where it's been quite difficult to cope within the ceremony, you know, mm -hmm. and you're there to do a job. You're there, your, your family may be trying to sort of get over their grief and they don't want the celebrant actually you know, getting upset themselves. Mm, and you can't get the words out, can you? If no. You, if and you're upset. Yeah, I, I, I've had times when I've been watching some photographs that I've not seen before, not prepared, and suddenly I, I, it was just the photos got me or the music gets you. Mm. And I think sometimes it's really quite hard and challenging when actually you are there to do a job. Sometimes you just need to pause and stop for a moment and then come back in. But I always think to myself, you know, you're there because they need you. You're yes. there because they they you're doing a professional job. Absolutely, so yeah. I'm I'm quickly able to put that my feelings to one side. Mm -hmm. I didn't know the person, for example, and it's really important that I'm there to support the family. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I, I always think to myself, it's not my family. And I think, you know, if celebrancy is the right thing for you to do. Um, then you 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 know that you have the ability to be able to step back, yes, um, and because you're there to do a service. Now I found, um, I think it was about the second or third funeral that I did. The guy, um, his wife had been an actress. Um, she was a really really interesting character, and he chose a certain record by Glen Campbell. And it was difficult for me because it was after my dad had passed away and oh. it was one of my dad's favourites. Yes. Um, and so I found when we we had it for the time of reflection um, that I wiggled my toe. I wiggle my toes in my shoes if I think that um, I'm getting I'm getting a bit emotional. And mm. um, I know Rebecca, who we work with, pinches herself on her hand, doesn't she? Yeah. But I think most of yeah. the time, um, you know, you've been through the journey with the family, you've been through writing um, the script and the service. That's right. And so the thing is, you're prepared. Um, <laughs> it's not going to um, catch you out. Um, but there are some funerals that are more difficult than others, aren't they, in terms of who's passed yeah, away? Yeah, sometimes it is it is difficult. For example, you know, if there is a family and it's a young child, you know, that's really hard. It's a difficult funeral. Mm -hmm. um, or if there was a suicide, you know, or someone that has, has died from alcohol, alcoholism, it's mm -hmm. quite difficult, quite challenging. And you're there to support the family. Uh, and actually the families do get quite, they're very upset. And, it, and you're also work, working through that sort of um, all their questions and the, the shock of it can be um, a, a very prevalent within within the ceremony. You can you can still feel it then with mm -hmm. everyone there. So it can be very difficult. 
Yeah, it can be. And um, sometimes as a celebrant, you know, we, we do like it when people say that it's been a good service mm. and a very fitting service. Um, but sometimes you, you can be there and on the day, mm. there's very little connection because I, I don't know about you, but, you know, I make sure that I look at the family. Um, you know, we can't tell them it's going to be all right, but even a, a look mm. or a nod um, helps them, doesn't it? Yes. But sometimes they, they can't even look at you. They can't talk to you no. um, when you're waiting after the service. They'll walk straight past you, and it's nothing. Mm. It's nothing to do with the quality of the service, no, because they've already approved it. Um, it's about the fact that you represent, um, you know, the loss of a loved one. That's true. And, and you've got to be prepared for that as well, for just to say, yes. you know, I'm just going to step mm. away, um, and that's it. So I think the other thing about um, emotion is that we have to protect ourselves yes. and being surrounded by um, a really wonderful group of fellow celebrants and having somebody yeah. on the phone or that you can have a coffee with who actually understands what you're talking about because if I go back and say to my other half it was a really difficult day today because he'll nod and, and but he doesn't really understand so I think that's yeah. a really good way of being able to yeah um, absolutely do that and we've got you know we're fortunate aren't we at the icpc because we've got a massive um mm. network of, of really good celebrants so there are ways to 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 do that um but you know it's absolutely something you must think about before um embarking on becoming a celebrant because it can be a very very um emotional job so what about some yeah. of the practical elements mike i think i think there's there's quite a lot of things that you need to be able to be you need to be quite organized mm. I think you need to uh, have ways of doing things that you can rely rely on um, it's it's important to you know you're, you're guiding them you're holding their hand through a difficult time or if it was a couple you want to really make sure that you're guiding them mm. through that ceremony um, but it is important that you've got the ability to organize yourself yeah and to write and to get things organized to phone people up to make contact so it's, it's actually there's an awful lot of of organizational abilities there yeah and, and that can, can be hard it can be difficult if you have um sometimes with weddings um and you're trying to or you can book a wedding uh, a year in advance and then i usually pick up with couples three or four months beforehand which is usually mm. enough time but they haven't thought about it um then they don't answer your emails um i've got one couple now that um are getting married in two and a half weeks and i'm only writing their ceremony tomorrow yes because our schedules <laughs> are clashed. um you know and we can't i've got a wedding on monday and i had my last meeting with them last night and they've only actually no they still haven't decided what they want and um so it can be a little bit frustrating because you're trying to organize with all your other yes. celebrants stuff and your um personal life so what it means is sometimes you might have to work into the evening or you might have to work at the weekend yes. Yes. Um, you know, and that could be tough if you want other mm. things, you know, if you've got other things to do. Um, so, you know, it is, it is a challenge sometimes yeah. to be organised and get everything you, out on you time. You do have to it? be able to sort of flex your time slightly you and adapt because that phone could ring at any time with mm -hmm. um, your client at the other end. They may be changing uh, the words or the script in some way or the organisation of, of the ceremony. 
And I suppose in a way you need to be flexible enough in your mind to think, yeah. actually, that's possible. I can do that. Mm. Even if it's at the, la the latter stages, it might be even on the morning mm. that people say, actually, could you, could you say it in this way? And that's can be quite challenging, but obviously you want to make sure that it's the best and perfect ceremony for them and you make those changes. So yeah. it's being able to be flexible enough to be able to accommodate. Mm. And, and that's important, isn't it? Max? I think, yeah. And also coming from a place of neutrality, mm. I would call it. Um, yes. You know, we're human beings um, and there are other human beings whose views, principles and behaviour that we, you know, we might not agree with. Agree. Um, and sometimes, you know, I can come back and say, oh, you know, I wouldn't have quite done it that way. Um, and I wouldn't say it's hard, but it's something to think about, is it, that you, it's not your family, it's not your funeral no. and it's not your show, basically. Um, and so sometimes you might find mm. yourself disagreeing yes. um, with something or questioning something um and it's you know sometimes you've got to be really tactful mm. um and then you can come home and say to whoever your confidant is well that was that was um awkward or difficult that's I, true you know, i wouldn't have done it like that um but you know you keep keep your lip firmly buttoned yeah. don't you you do while you're doing the job and i think uh, coming from a place of understanding that people representations and their grief and the way they want to say goodbye yes is is up to them yeah. and most befitting for their family even if it's something that you don't agree with no that's very true actually uh, because I, I think as a celebrant you need to be able to listen really carefully mm. and that's one of the key skills isn't it of being a celebrant is that if you go in with your ideas already almost in your mind it can be very hard to actually, you know, break off from what you want. But ultimately, it's not it's not about you. And it, like Max said, it's not about your show, is no. it? It is actually about their show and making their day very special, regardless of the ceremony and what you're doing. So it's actually really Im Im important that you go in there to really listen and actively listen all the time. Find out what sort of ceremony that they want, the feel of it, mm -hmm. making sure that it's actually going to meet all their needs. Yeah. And you're there to guide them. Absolutely. You're a facilitator in a way, aren't yeah. you? Yeah, and I think the tough thing is, you know, with, with funerals, sometimes you walk into their house and they can't speak. Mm. Um, and there is a lot of times when you That's sit true. there for a very long time. Um, and, you know, the temptation is to say, have you thought about this? Do you want to do that because you know you want to help them but what they actually need is is a little bit of silence yeah and then and i guess again with weddings have you yes. thought about what you want and then there's just a silence um <laughs> you know and it and i think it's it is tough sometimes to get information out of people it or is. get information out of people on time mm. and it's difficult i think one of the hardest things i think about being a funeral celebrant is balancing the fact that your, your funeral service has to be ready on time. You have to mm. get things to the funeral, the order of service to the funeral director on time um, without rushing the family. And the second thing is um, most services uh, slots in, in the crematorium are half an hour. And when you've got a eulogy that's 15 to 20 minutes long, yes. 
trying to have those very tough conversations. Mm. What, what have you found that? That can be very hard, particularly mm. if they're not your words as well, or if it's a lastminute.com thing where it comes through the night before and it's from the family member, Uncle George, and you have to then deliver it in a confident way. That mm. can be very challenging, can't it? Yeah. You know, and I know that you've had oh, one of yeah, those. Oh, yeah, I had one where... Um, <laughs> Somebody was going to uh, read the eulogy. Um, I'd been out. I'd had a lovely day out with my other half. Um, I'd left my phone at home. Uh, and I get back to messages um, from the from the widower, messages from the funeral director saying, pick your phone up, la, la, la. And it had turned out that he couldn't, uh, he couldn't, you know, he couldn't read the eulogy. He couldn't go because he had COVID. I thought, that's fine. I can read it. Just send it over. And this is 7 o'clock in the evening. I hadn't written it. Oh no. So I had to wait till he <laughs> delivered it at about 9.30. Um, then I had to annotate it so I could read it and practice it. So mm. that funeral wasn't actually uh, sort of put to bed until the last minute. But it, it went well, but it's just sort of expecting yeah. the unexpected, really, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And also, I suppose you want, as a celebrant, you do want to be prepared, don't mm -hmm. you? So practice is so important, Having feeling confident. It will help you to get over any any sort of nerves ahead of time because that's another hard thing isn't it managing those nerves particularly in the early stages when yeah. you know you're not too sure about things and you're feeling maybe you're the first few funerals or weddings and it's important to be able to feel confident mm. and and also for them to feel confident in you so being knowing knowing your script knowing how things are flowing is so important to have uh, and uh, and that will help your nerves, but it also it help you to come across in a really positive way, to be the the sort of the guiding arm, and people will will tr trust you right from the very start of mm. the ceremony. Have you ever had any families argue, fall out? Yes. While you've been with them, how, yeah, how that's do you quite. That one? That's been hard. Um, I've had. Uh, I walked into a family. Um, a few months ago now and there were 10 members of the family and I thought oh he was obviously well loved which he was there was no doubt about that but within a couple of seconds I realized that they're all there because they've got a little bit of an axe to grind and a certain and that was quite hard because mm. I realized that people hadn't met as a family they hadn't talked about it as a family ahead of time and I was almost playing uh, pig in the middle. Oh, that must have been And tough. that was really hard. And people were rolling their eyes, uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, up mm. and walk, storming out and storming back in again. It was very difficult. But then in the end, to manage that, I just said, hang on a moment. We took a break and I said, look, we're here for your dad. Mm. We are here for him and making sure that that. So I had to sort of say this, let's refocus like get a common yeah, ground for them common all. grounds and almost sometimes ground rules are quite useful particularly if there's a lot of interrupting that goes on mm -hmm. um, or talking over other people so you are actually managing people yeah and, and we're all different they're all, can be yeah tough, can't it? So yeah absolutely yeah you know i think another thing that could be quite tough is the you know the business development and the confidence side of it mm. especially when you start you're thinking <sighs> Oh, I've got to go and speak to funeral directors or when yeah, am I going to get my first started. wedding? And and then actually kind of having the discipline to keep doing it. Yeah. I mean, I, I keep saying to myself, I've got I've got testimonials from weddings that I haven't, you know, from three months ago that I haven't 
put on. No. I know. And I, yeah. and I just think I've got to do it. I've got to do it. And, and I know like, some, things like that, I can be a little bit last minute Larry mm -hmm. with them. Um, but I think the driver, if you, if you have a driver and a purpose, so for me it'll be, well, Christmas will be coming and New Year will be coming and yeah. people will be proposing. <laughs> so um, I have to get it done then. But actually, you know, going out and getting started yeah. and, and keeping going. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you've got keeping motivated mm. is can be hard because actually you're on, in many ways, it's your business. You're a sole trader, yeah. maybe, and you're working on your own and you have to motivate yourself every day to do something that is actually going to, push your business along yeah. even in small ways in a small way yeah and still keep that motivation and sometimes it does go quiet doesn't it well we've talked about that so <laughs> there can be sort of lulls in um people passing away and we had we've both had the, the the same experience when that has happened and quite often it happens over the summer doesn't mm. it and i went to see funeral director and i said have I, is there anything that I've done? And you had the same yeah, thought, same didn't thing, you? Yeah. And they just said, no, no, nobody's dying at the moment. Don't worry, we'll tell you when <laughs> they do. Um, but I got, I just thought, ooh, because mm. I was thinking I've done something and they're all going to talk to each other and all of a sudden they don't want that. Yeah. Oh, no. But it's. And you can get paranoid, can't you? Can. You? you get paranoid if, if the phone doesn't ring and, and, and did they. Uh, did you do something wrong? And, uh, you know, are they not happy with you in some way? Hello. And it's, it's, um, and that's not true. And sometimes I, I remember phoning up after around about six weeks and I said, Oh, is everything okay? You know, and they said, they said, Oh, it's just that the funeral arranger has moved on. Who are you? Yeah. And then I, then I thought, actually, I need to go and meet you. Another lady as a funeral arranger gave my cards and my leaflets out to them. And then things start to pick up again. So um, don't get paranoid. That's yeah, and I think you, you do have to be resilient. And sometimes yeah. you don't feel it. You know, you've had a tough day um, and you sometimes you think, oh, it's really hard. But it's not. But it's you not. just have to be um, really, really persistent with funeral directors. And remember, mm. as Mike said, you know, they do have a turnover of staff. So just because your card is lying in a drawer somewhere doesn't necessarily mean that um you know and you've got to go in there and have the um i think the last funeral director i went in they we, we sat and they gave me coffee and some cake we talked conspiracy theory for about 20 minutes and i got a funeral the week <laughs> after so there's all different things so i think you know um i think we should finish by saying what a joy the job is and yeah. i know we've been discussing how hard, how things, hard are. things are but i think it's just to raise your awareness that you know, it's like any other any other sort of vocation. You can have mm. um, tough days. There yeah. are ways of sharing and and coping mechanisms that, that you can. Um, that you have to yeah. be resilient. Um, but overall, what, a, what do you love most about being a celebrant? Oh, I just I just love I love the fact that I'm doing something that they are unable to do. The clients unable to do it mm. on their own. Well, I suppose it's the same with with weddings as well. Yeah. But I love being able the satisfaction of being able to be that person yeah. that that can help guide them through a very difficult stage. Yeah, you sort of provide their anchorage. Yeah, and sometimes they don't know uh, where to start, mm -hmm. and you are just. Uh, uh, you're solid to them. Yeah. Some a person that they can trust. You can hear them exhaling yeah. when you walk in. Can't and you? I love being able to go to a family. And they might all be apprehensive at the start. They might, 
you know, not have a clue about it. And they, you, you, you leave them with such confidence in you mm. and that them or everything, all their worries have disappeared. All they need to do if they are, you know, grieving is to grieve yeah. um, because you've taken it all away. Yeah. So I, I really love that because I feel it's serving really. Yeah, and, and, and it absolutely is. And, and I love, I love the stories. Oh, I do as well. I love the stories. I love how you can walk into a room and we're all human mm. and we judge and you think you've got the measure yeah. of um, the person and the family. And then the whole story yeah. will open up to you. Yes. That, that just, it, it affirms the wonder of life for me, whether yeah. that is, um, you know, a new person in the world, mm. a love story. When I talk to oh, a couple yes. and they're like, they're like, a pair of old slippers together you know they're oh. so comfy yeah um that they you just know yeah and then when you go and someone tells you the story even into the for a funeral and even the most difficult yeah. circumstances it can yeah. be an absolute wonderful thing can't it, it really can i mean just being able to bring bring uh, somebody's you know back 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 into their memory mm. and and being able to spark those those times in people's lives that, yeah. that, that, that they're grateful for. It's been it's really good talking to you, and Mike. You. Thank you so much. Thank you, Max. Um, I just want to say that, you know, we are here um, at the International College of Professional Settlements if you've got any uh, any questions. Um, it's been good to share our sort of experiences and thoughts. Yeah. Um, and hopefully we'll meet some of you on training soon. That was